marketing your holiday let business on social media can be daunting and leave you feeling frustrated. But my next guest breaks down how to use Instagram to its full potential, even if you don't have a lot of time. Katie Besant is a holiday cottage marketing expert and founder of The Holiday Hive, along with being a super host herself. And another way to help promote your property and get bookings is with my free guide, Five Steps to Get Repeat Bookings, which you can get from the link in the show notes. So let's now hear how you can maximise Instagram for your holiday let. Hello and welcome to this episode of Grow Your Holiday Let Business with me, Jane Mack. And today I am joined by Katie Besant, who's the founder of Holiday Hive. So hello, Katie. Lovely to have you on the show here. Hi, Jane. Thanks so much for having me. So Katie specialises in social media marketing for holiday rentals. And today we're going to be talking about Instagram mainly. But before that, Katie, can you just give us a bit of a background of you know, how did you get into you know, specialising in this market with your social media? Yeah, so I've grown up in South Devon, so typically a really, really touristy area. So yeah, growing up, I did all the sort of touristy jobs such as waitressing I was sort of head housekeepers and doing all the changeovers for lots of lovely properties in my area my family also have a bed and breakfast which I quite often helped out at during the summer holidays so I was always sort of around this industry Um, and then I got into marketing and I worked as head of marketing for a property investing training company so very much sort of still in the same kind of interest industry, just in a different way. So more about investing and getting a return on your property. Um, and I also have worked at one of the UK's largest holiday cottage letting agencies. And I sort of did everything when I was there, not by myself, but I, you know, was involved in big TV campaigns, SEO, Facebook ads, social media, so everything. So I've got really good rounded knowledge of marketing and the whole industry I've also got my own Airbnb too which has has been really really successful so yeah I just sort of understand all angles of the industry and it got me thinking about supporting holiday cottage owners within the industry with their marketing and, and social media so that's how the holiday hive was built and so I do lots of coaching and programs and um lots of different ways to support owners yeah. And I think it, the fact that you have your own property that you let out also really ties in really well with specialising and helping other rental cottages because you're living it as well, aren't you? You're living the challenges and frustrations and the good stuff and everything that goes along with it. And it's like bringing all your experience that you have anyway in marketing over the years and then specialising in, and into today's market as well, which is obviously really important because, you know, we know marketing changes all the time, doesn't it? And they even think it's not even year on year. It can be month on month. Different things are changing in marketing and especially within this industry, we everyone's had to change how they market. You know, what we did 10 years ago is completely different to what we're doing now. What have you noticed, Katie, about the changes in the market? Yeah, well, marketing changes day on day. There's something mm-hmm. new. I was on Instagram this morning, something new popped up. So mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> marketing definitely keeps you on your toes. Um, but I think there's lots of big agencies and online travel agents which are sort of dominating the, the market at the moment. So as smaller sort of um, owners and businesses that personal touch can be really really powerful yeah because the the bigger agencies and the online travel agents can't do that 
So I think that's a really, really powerful thing that not a lot of owners are using. Um, I've also seen, obviously, yeah, guest attention span just <laughs> where everybody's <laughs> attention span just uh, not even a goldfish anymore. It's so yeah. short. So on social media, email marketing, everything's got to be so much more impactful straight away to capture yeah. people's attention. And then at the same time, actually just being far less salesy on yeah. social media mm-hmm. and things you know before we could put up a post and say you know book this lovely property but it just mm-hmm. doesn't work the same anymore uh-huh. people are getting tired of it yeah um and also seo on social media so mm-hmm. people are using social media in a different way they're actually searching and using it as a search engine mm-hmm. especially on instagram and tiktok and using it to search and actually get a better experience when they do search to see you visually what a property looks like so yeah lots of changes really yeah yeah and I think when you're saying there about SEO coming into it and a lot of people don't know about that or how they how to use it either um and then the fact that the market is very saturated you know even in this industry and as you say making those impactful posts to make your property stand out is is really what the big impact it's going to make but it's really hard for people if they don't know how to do it or they don't know how to go about it or you know they may see other people doing it but it's trying to make it your own isn't it for your property and for your business and people do struggle with it and I know from my point of view you know marketing's not my strong point that's not my forte it was never has been so you know it's a constant learning curve isn't it of the new things that are coming in and how we should write a post and what should we be including but I do love that the, the advantage that smaller businesses have over the, the big big OTAs is that we can give that personal touch and more of a, a personal side, even just to the post itself um, and be a bit more, um, you know, appealing to the individual guest and actually really specify certain things in the property and the area that the big OTAs can't do. So whilst we sometimes worry that, oh, I can't beat the marketing of these big companies, actually there's some things we do have an advantage of, isn't there? Um, so this is why obviously we wanted to talk about Instagram today because <coughs> um, just to give listeners a bit of an idea of some really good things that they can do in their own accounts that can really help promote their property, market it well and just help with all those changes that are going on out there so let's just look at first like the instagram profile uh, profile because you know the, the bio and the links you put in there because essentially that's the first thing people see if they go on so what should we be putting in there katie what are the really good things to include in our bios yeah so it's interesting because instagram is almost like a business card <clears throat> nowadays and uh, i don't know about you but if i go to any events i get asked for my instagram handle not my website or a business card <laughs> i get asked what's your instagram i'll find you right now and follow mm-hmm. you it's really bizarre how things are changing so it's so so important that everything is optimized mm-hmm. on our instagram profile and also it showcases your attention to detail which then transfers into your properties so you want that first impression to be really really key so the first thing is your bio so you've got I think it's 150 characters at the minute Mm. to add you know summarize what you do who you're for so the first thing is is it easy to read I see a lot of people just putting a great big paragraph in there and as I said people's attention spans are so so short so they're not going to read through a whole paragraph but by bullet pointing that information instead maybe adding some emojis it's just so much easier to read for people just Mm. 
splitting it out onto separate lines. Yeah. Um, because it is the first thing that people see when they land on your profile. So have a little think about what you want people to know when they come on your profile. What do they you want them to know about your property? So who is your target guest? What are they looking for on a holiday? What will attract them to your profile? Also, what do you want them to do when they are on your profile? Having a call to action at the end of your bio is really key. Even if it's just click the link below to book or check availability. Um, but yeah, we need to tell people what to do, especially on social media. We just, it's really, really bizarre sort of psychology. We need to tell people what to do and they'll more likely do it. Yeah. Um, and also including your location mm-hmm. on your profile so people know actually where you are. So yeah, that's the, that's the bio. That's the first step. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think calls to actions on it is a thing that a lot of people forget about. Um, and I've spoken to people before and they're like, oh, I don't like to tell people what they should be doing. I don't, you know, if they want to come and see me, you know, they can go to my website. I'm like, but, but tell them to do that. You know, you just push them in the right direction. It's just a simple, simple couple of words and that's all it takes. Um, but just as well, going back to what you said earlier, Katie, about SEO and keywords. So is the bio where we should be putting some of these keywords in there? Is that a good place to be put them so it comes up for search terms? Yeah, so your bio, um, but also your name. So not your username, your actual profile name is a good place to put those keywords in so for example I've got I think holiday cottage marketing expert in mine um so if you've got uh, a property in South Devon South Devon holiday cottage think about how people are searching and if you can pop that in your name um, and your bio that would be uh, beneficial for you when people are searching right and is that that's the one the line underneath the profile picture isn't it yeah, that's yeah, the name. That's yeah, right. right. So, okay. So, if people yeah. jump on, that's what they'll see. Um, well, that's good yeah. to know. And then I think we get two links now, isn't it? We get put, can you put two links in your bio? You can you can use lots of links now on um, oh, right. Instagram. So, it only used to be one. Mm-hmm. And so, people used to use Linktree to mm-hmm. add multiple links. Yeah. But now on Instagram, you can have loads of links to your bio within Instagram you don't need to have a link tree but I just think it looks really messy because you can see the URLs that I don't Mm -hmm. like it's not a very good experience I've seen a much higher click-through rate by using something like link tree which is free to set up yeah yeah because I I used to have link tree so I obviously clicked in there and with links to the podcast and free resources and it was just everything you needed but now I've got my website up and running, so I've got my website on there. But I realized actually yesterday, yesterday when I was putting out posts to do with the podcast, and I always would say, click the link in the bio, because that would be linked into Linktree. And I thought, oh, if I click the link in the bio, they're <laughs> going to go to my website. And yes, my podcast is there. It clearly states at the top, podcast, so they can go there. So I'm thinking, but is that too many steps for them? Are they going to jump and go, oh, that's not the link to the podcast, so I'm just going to come straight back out? So I'm just thinking about my best way. I thought, oh, no, do I put a second link in, which is the podcast link? Do you know what I mean? There's so many always questions, which is the best links and how to go. But I suppose you can test it, can't you, to see what happens? Yeah, exactly. You can see what works. And if something's not working, you're not getting clicks, then then change it. So, yeah, I'd recommend yeah. having definitely your your direct booking website, not your if you've got a direct booking website, mm-hmm. obviously some people are just listed on Airbnb or booking.com, mm-hmm. which is fine at that. But I see a lot of people just putting their, airbnb links when they've got a direct booking website yeah um and also a link to your mailing list so that you can start turning your followers into mailing list subscribers yeah oh yes an absolute valid point in marketing is the email list Mm -hmm. and this is 
honestly, even in this podcast, the email list comes up again and again because not enough people are doing it. You know, and I know it, it sounds quite daunting if you're not into that, or you don't know much about it, but everyone I've spoken to on this podcast and other people I speak to out with it, and everyone says, if you are not doing an email list, you need to start doing it. So if you're not doing it out there, please, 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 I cannot recommend enough is to get that email list going. And that's a really good way, Katie, if you said having a link there for people to click to join it, let those people come in and you're send, you've got an email in to send out to them. So um, yes, I think I'll just forever be talking about email lists on, on this <laughs> show and get, try and get as many people doing it as possible. Um, right, okay, so we've got this bio. So it tells us who we are, what we do, what people can do, and they've got an action for them. So then we're talking about posts that people should be type putting out then. This is sometimes can cause confusion because we've got reels and posts and carousels and, and lives and and then what do I talk about. So can you give a bit of a breakdown of the types of content that people could be putting out, Katie, that, that's not going to be overwhelming or, or too daunting? Yeah, so I think um, going back to the profile. So the first thing as well that you should be looking at is highlights. Um, so these are your Instagram stories. So typically Instagram stories last for 24 hours unless you add them to a highlight and then it's there forever on your profile until you remove it from your highlight and it's just the circles at the bottom of your bio and it's one of the first things that people look at as it's um stories tend to be more real and raw and unedited so people like having a little nose in that section to find out what you're really about and I'm guilty of doing that as well so it can be a really really high traffic area and um, I still get leads from the highlights that I've set up, you know, promoting my property mm-hmm. or promoting my content calendar for, for Holiday Hive. It's a really, really high traffic area that lots of people have either set up and, and not looked at again, mm-hmm. or they just have a highlight for each property. So they're not really maximizing it. So mm-hmm. the highlights, think about your target guest and how you can market the experience to them. So I'd recommend creating five highlights so that when they come to your profile they can find out a little bit more about you and split it into categories for your target guests so it could be one about your property one about your local area uh, events in your area maybe some reviews behind the scenes content and then add relevant stories to each of those highlights so that can be quite a quick win to have something on your profile when when um people land and if you are doing property highlights make sure you include a link to your website within that story yeah too um and then you've got pinned posts as well on I was going profile. to ask you about this because I I just saw one of your posts this morning about pinned posts and I've just noted ask Katie about pinned posts today <laughs> <laughs> so yeah tell us more about those because that that's quite a new thing isn't it yeah, so pinned, so there's two things. There's pinned posts and pinned comments. So pinned posts, uh, you can pin up to three, okay. three yeah. posts to the top of your profile. Mm-hmm. So that, again, another really high tracker area that people mm-hmm. don't utilize, which you can, those are the first posts mm-hmm. that people look at. So they'll look at your bio, then your highlights, and then the pinned posts, and then the rest of your posts. And I'll give you some tips for that in a moment. But um, I would make sure you pin three posts which give a good o- overview of who you are and, and what you do and what your property is about to so create a post about your property maybe one about you as an owner especially if you're heavily involved and lots of your reviews mention you I think you should have a bit of a presence and one about your area as well so to pin a post 
if you go onto a post, you there's three dots in the top right hand corner and you can then pin it to your profile. So these are your like best posts yeah. that perform really well or you can create them from fresh. Um, but yeah, then there's pinned comments. Yeah, as it was well. the comments. Sorry, that was the new one I saw this morning. It was the pinned comments I saw because, yeah. So, yeah, so tell, tell us about those. What, what's so the purpose of them? Pinned, pinned comments. See, this is the thing with Marcia. There's so many different stuff. We're just talking about Instagram. <laughs> this is just the profile as well. So pinned comments are when someone comments on your post and you can pin up to three comments. So it's the first thing that people see when they look at that post ah, and you basically ooh. swipe yeah swipe left on the comment and there's a little pin icon so you can pin it to the top of the post oh that's really good because the amount of, amount of spammy comments you get so it kind of puts the good ones to the top then if anyone looks because all these you get all these comments oh promote it on and all these you know, spammy things to go and promote it or just people who are nothing to do with what you've said have posted something on so i i, really, I like that that's a really good idea actually i'm glad they brought that in because I used to yeah. bump when you say a few comments and saw the spammy ones before somebody actually genuinely think that's the one that I want people to see and to actually read yeah. and be, you know engage with. So, oh, that's really useful, yeah. right? Yeah, and it just it you know rewards that person that's mm -hmm. engaging and commenting because we always want to get people engaged. That's the mm -hmm. idea of social media. Okay, and then it encourages. It's kind of creates that extra push for other people to then go on mm. and gives a bit more context and starts that conversation going so yeah yeah pinned comments yeah I suppose it makes people feel appreciated that they have actually taken the time to comment on it um, I suppose it then yeah. encourages them to comment on more of your posts and you know those conversations can start as well so oh yeah. I like that yeah. that's a nice one oh, so <laughs> you're allowed three you can pin three comments per post then that's what you do yeah yeah. Oh, I like that. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Well done, Instagram, for bringing that in. <laughs> kind of knock out this spammy nonsense that we that we tend to get, which is really, really yeah, frustrating. Because I, I, I realise that whenever I do a post about the podcast, if I do a hashtag with pod, anything to do with podcast on it, I will get bombarded with promote it on, promote it on, and it's all these sort of podcasting type things. Or I get a sort of an influx of DMs, like total cold DMs. Oh, I'm a podcast promoter, podcast promoter. And do you know what I mean? So you get all that. So I've actually stopped using that hashtag because that's all it does. It's for me anyway. Do you know, it's not not relevant for me. So um, it's just really good to see where you can knock out this sort of spam that we get. And, yeah. and, and spam, it can really put people off though, can't it? It can really mm. stop people from wanting to do their Instagram, their social media really well and engage with people because you just think, oh, it's not worth it. I'm just getting too much spam going on. And it's very frustrating. So it's quite good mm. to see these little changes going on. Yeah, the thing with spam as well, it's often related to the hashtags that you're using, as, mm -hmm. as you said, Jane. So yeah. the bigger hashtags, there's lots of, sort of bots on there doing yeah. just commenting, as you say, random stuff. So I, I say it's always better to use smaller hashtags so that you mm -hmm. really target uh, your, the right group of yeah. people because yeah. some of these big hashtags millions and millions of people use mm -hmm. them and, and your post will just get lost yeah on Instagram <laughs> I know and I know I know that a lot of people do get a bit sort of overwhelmed with hashtags because and I well I think certainly over the last year or so there's been so many changes I've read about you know it used to be use up to 30 so use all 30 hashtags and then because I know I'd be looking going I've got like 15 20 I don't I don't know what else to use then people would say but you must use your 30 you must use it 
I'm thinking, oh God, I don't know what to do. So you get that, that sort of stressed out wave. I don't know what to put in here. And then they say you need a mix of big and small. And they say, don't use big, only do small. But don't use small. You can also use big. And there's just so many, I don't know, it's not so much rules around them, but just conversation about it. And I mean, I don't, I never know the right way now. I now use three. That's me. I go with three of my sort of niches most areas. And that's what I do. So what, what's your thoughts on it, Katie, in terms of what people could be using and or should be using? So as you say, it's it's changing <laughs> all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely more SEO in the actual content that you post now. So hashtags are becoming less important. Right. Not okay. to say that they're not important mm-hmm. at all, but it's more about the actual content within okay. your caption and mm-hmm. your post and the text that you use in your reels and your stories. Mm-hmm. So hashtags still have a place. I'd recommend maybe using 10 really mm-hmm. sort of researched good hashtags instead of the big hashtags so avoid hashtag airbnb because your mm-hmm. post will just get lost and it will just yeah. you won't get engagement which won't look good for instagram so using those smaller hashtags and using less of them so about 10 mm-hmm. seems to be working at the moment <laughs> as you say at the moment and then that can all change <laughs> that's the thing you've always got to be learning don't we and and listen out and seeing what's changing out there um and so what about the actual content then you're talking about the content and the actual post then what tips can you give people to get the right content out there this at this moment that people are engaging in that people are looking for what, what's the good things to be posting about so the, I think the biggest thing to remember about marketing your property is that you're not marketing your property, which sounds really bizarre okay. to say, <laughs> but you're marketing the experience yeah. that your guests will have. So instead of using pictures of your property, which I'm sure you've got loads and loads of lovely pictures, maybe create some reels and think about how you can show what your guests will experience when they get there so maybe you've got a lovely patio area which is beautiful in the morning and the perfect spot to have a cup of coffee so maybe you could create a a video reel of you know going out with the sun and the birds shining with your coffee and just it's just taking it to that next level so that guests can really picture themselves staying in your property and also your area so having posts about your area too it's all about marketing mm-hmm. that experience yeah yeah and I, I I love that because at the moment with the saturation out there the amount of properties you've got to sell sell that let people see this is what you could have if you come to my property and stay here um because we all know we can easily see how many bedrooms bathrooms living room, all the things that you expect a property to have now um, and that's the thing, the expectations have changed so much that we expect the house to have the amenities that it has there. We expect it to be clean. We expect it to have nice linen and all those things. But what they want now is, but what else am I going to get with it? Um, and yeah, there might be things that a property has which are quite different or they have a, a, a you know, some sort of facility that's different, which obviously you can, you can shout about. But it's what else can I get when I go there? You know, if I'm staying in the house, what's round about me and how can I use the property? And so um, I used to love this setting the scenes for photographs. It's like, well, this is what you could have if you come to stay here. You could sit in this decking with this amazing view and that glass of wine. You know, it's like selling, excuse me, <clears throat> selling that experience to let them think, oh, I want to go there. That's for me. And I have to say at this time of year. So obviously we're recording this now in December um, and we've had quite a lot of snow across the, the UK in the last couple of weeks or so. And there's a load of amazing snowy reels out there and pictures. 
And to me, it's just like, now there's a beautiful set, the scene of, you know, coming in winter, these are things, but it's not just the property they're showing. They're showing round about it. They're showing the other places with the snow that you think, oh, I could go and walk in that amazing countryside with the snow or, you know, look at that lake, which is partly frozen. And so it's just showing all those nice things. And I suppose time of the year, you're going to get lots of different shots, aren't you? And lots of different yeah. ways to showcase your property because let's face it, it's all year round now, isn't it? That, you know, see yeah. most properties are available all year round. Um, yeah. You're just talking there about reels. You mentioned, um, you know, should we be going more reels or static posts? Okay, just you know, one picture. Okay, at the moment, or once again, is that changing? It is changing a little bit. Reels have they were really really popular last year. They have mm -hmm. gone down and sort of reach a little bit mm -hmm. this year. So everyone's panicking, saying reels aren't working anymore. But they are. They are still really yeah. really popular, and the best way to boost the reach of your profiles reels reach more people on both instagram and facebook mm -hmm. reels are really good um better engagement better reach and and you're more likely to have your post suggested to people that don't follow you if you're using a reel if you mm -hmm. go to your explore page on instagram you'll probably see that most of the posts are reels mm -hmm. so yeah reels are definitely the the way to go but i wouldn't just do do reels mm -hmm. try and you yeah, have a mixture Excellent. of posts because not everyone likes watching reels but yeah reels definitely the way to go I think yeah and then just when we're talking about engagement then what would you recommend for people if they've posted this post they're selling the experience we're doing all this good stuff but what about the individual actually engaging with other people's posts what would you recommend for that because once again there's a lot of you need to comment and so many posts a day and within so much time and do it at the same time you post it once again there's lots of rules around it to other you know to all in other words to sort of work around, around around the algorithm so what would you recommend with that yeah so you've definitely got to be social on social media mm. that's what I always tell tell people and if there's one thing that you should be doing every single day don't worry about posting just engage with other people mm -hmm that is the number one rule for social media. So if I don't have anything to post in a day, I just spend half an hour engaging with other accounts. And basically Instagram wants people to spend as long as possible on its platform. Mm -hmm. So if you are being engaging and you're interacting with other accounts and making them comment back and creating that conversation and, and you're the reason that people are staying on, on Instagram for a little bit longer, then Instagram rewards you or suggest mm -hmm. your account. So that's kind of how it works and engage engaging with other people is a really good way to do it. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of posts about, oh, you need to do it 15 minutes before and 15 minutes after posting. Yes. You need to do it at this time of the day. And honestly, I've tried it all out. I've seen no difference. Mm -hmm. That's the good only to know. difference. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In my experience, that's yeah, I haven't noticed any mm -hmm. difference by doing that. The only difference I do notice is if I don't engage in other people's posts and I just am in sort of broadcast mode uh -huh. then people won't engage with me so yeah. yeah engagement is so so key so that's just liking but also commenting on other people's posts yeah and I think that's really important because there are times when we don't have time to do a post or maybe for whatever reason we can't pull something together put it out there I mean that sort of panic comes into oh no I've not posted today and I should be posting but actually as you say that's not the big important bit at least if you go on there and engage um and actually I quite find when I've days like that 
you start to find so many other new accounts and people to follow and you can ask you some really nice conversations you can have the other side as well that nobody responds back to you and I think as well we have to be very aware of that don't we that you know not everybody will respond but people will look you know there's the lurkers out there who will look at your posts they won't engage and they won't like them or anything but it's not to say they're not looking because that can put people off people can feel a bit like oh it's not worth it I'm not getting anything yeah. from it why am I bothering but that's maybe where more of the engaging can make people feel a bit more interactive with it that actually get a wee bit more back if you're actually engaging more so um I suppose a good yeah. mix of it a good mix is always good yeah and yeah also engaging is a really good way to have um sort of a bit of a cheeky way to have a presence on other people's following yeah. so especially local businesses mm -hmm. which probably have a very similar target demographic to you mm -hmm. And they're probably been going for much longer, probably got a huge following, probably have a social media manager uh -huh. involved in their business. So commenting and interacting with their posts, you're then in front of their audience mm -hmm. without really putting too much effort in. So I think yeah. it's a, a fantastic way. Yeah. And I think just being able to mix those two up a bit as well does take the pressure off of always feeling you have to produce some sort of content there. Because at the end of the day, if you engage with somebody and they're more likely to go then and look in your profile and then they'll see your post that you've got there. Um, And certainly that's one thing that, you know, I've told people as well in the past was st stop stressing over having to put all these posts out. Post when you can. You know, you'll have certain weeks when you're, it's, you're going to be so busy or just in general, sometimes you only think, do you know what? I can literally post twice a week and that's all right. But you can engage, you can take those sort of 20 minutes, half an hour, you can just engage yeah. other posts and mix it up a bit. And as you say, Katie, it's all about being social, isn't it? At the end of the day. Exactly. <laughs> social, I mean, I mean, I think the answer, the answer is in the, the name, isn't it? Social media. So um, but listen, Katie, these have been really, really great tips and steps for people to take in order to get their profile up to date uh, if they need to maybe go in now and have we look at it and make some changes or you know just add something else in so thank you so much for sharing all this with you or so with us even um where is the best place for people want to follow you katie want to connect with you where's the best place for them to go um well so if you head over to instagram <laughs> i'm at the holiday hive and and you'll find me over there with yeah fantastic oh thank you so much for coming on the show today kid it's been lovely having you here oh thank you for inviting me i've really enjoyed this it's been great fun um i think we could always talk talk about social media for hours and hours because there's so much to come to talk about <laughs> but i think it's nice to get it really sharp and to the point of here's some really good tips and things people could do so thank you for sharing those yeah and you're welcome for anybody listening out there thank you again for listening i really hope you've enjoyed it and you've actually taken away some good tips there some points that you can actually start putting in action and actually take them forward in your instagram account and as always, if you have liked what you've heard, then do it, leave a review because it really helps other people see um, uh, that they could actually find something really interesting or get some really good takeaways from the show as well. And if you've got any questions, as I always say, do head over to Instagram where I am at Jane Mac Consulting and I'll do my best to answer those for you. So now's your time to go and grow your holiday let business. <laughs>